Welcome to Pastor Nima's life-changing lesson and a reminder of God's love. Now here's Pastor Nima. So today I'm going to share with you about the name of God. Amen. Right? About something about there is see, we we just know God in a very shallow manner. Many Christians they know God in just a normal, a shallow way, but they don't go deeper in finding who is my God. Right? A God who fights for me. And I have a God who goes before me. And he's not, not just any God. He reveals himself to you in different, many different aspects. Amen. Right. Today we, we saw that there are so many names. Can you remember what are the, the names that we declared today and we, we sang? Can you tell me? Yahweh, Jireh, Adonai, Shaddai, Rapha, Elohim. Right. Have you ever wondered why must this God have so many names? Right? Why must He have this so many names? You know what? Today I'm going to share it with you. He goes before you to fight. You know what? As one name, I'm going to explain to you. With a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. With a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, He goes before you. He goes before you. So you need so confident. You need to know who goes before you. It is not just God. It is not just Jesus. It is not just the Holy Spirit. You need to understand what kind of a God, where is He manifesting. See, the quality of your Christian experience and your faith walk is dependent on your experience with God. Right? Everyone must have an experience with God. The walk with God and your faith walk is directly proportionate with your encounters with God. I repeat again, your walk with God and your faith work is directly proportionate with your encounters with God. What do you mean by encounters with God? You have so many names of God. And which name you, was, you had an encounter. You need to understand. Today, I'm going to share with you that He goes before you with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Two believers who are saved by the same God may have different experience. Am I right? right? You cannot say all Christians are same. You cannot say everybody in this whole world who are Christians are same. No, they have different experience in knowing their God. Let us turn to Daniel chapter 11 verse 32. I'm going, I'm taken from the second part of the verse. Daniel chapter 11 verse 32. But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. But the people who know their God. Say know their God. It doesn't say people who know God. Everybody knows God. Am I right? There's nobody, even atheists who don't believe God. They know God. They know deep inside them there is a God. But just they do not want to believe. 
And the verse here it says, people who know their God. You need to understand it is not who knows God. It is not important being a Christian and knowing God. I know God. I know who He is. I have been coming to church for the past 30 years. I have been saved for the, for the past 50 years. And you know God. But it says people who know their God. Who know their God. A personal God. God becomes personal to you. Amen. That is the difference between other religion and our ours we can have a relationship we can have a relationship he becomes personal to us it says people who know their god they shall be strong and they can carry out great exploits hallelujah so two things will happen to them who knows their god if you know your god you shall be strong. Amen. Whatever circumstances, in any circumstances, in any problems, in any struggles, you will stand strong. You will stand strong. Amen. Do you understand what I'm telling? People who know their God, if you are going through a problem, which is a sickness, you will stand strong because he goes before me as a Jehovah Rapha with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm so that no sickness can come near me and I can stand strong. Hallelujah. Amen. That is what our God is telling everywhere in the Bible. It tells us, trust God. Trust God. Let He alone be your trust. Lean not on your own understanding, but put your trust in God. Put your trust in God. So people who know their God, they shall do two things. They shall be strong. Their capacity to withstand any kind of pressure will be strong. Hallelujah. Amen. They will have stamina to stand and they shall not be moved. Amen. They shall not be moved. How much storms may come, how many problems may come, they will not be moved. And the second one, people who know their God, they will do great exploits. They will do great exploits. Today, you're going to see these two things that God, if I know Him personally, if you have a relationship with God, you will be strong and you will do great exploits. So, the condition to be strong, the condition to do exploits, what is the condition? To know your God. Amen. If you want to be strong, if you want to do exploits, you should know your God. So if I desire a life that shows strength, right? I see people who are Christians, the moment they see sickness, that's it. They fail. The moment they see a financial problem, they just crumble down. That's it. Nothing. You cannot lift them up. It is very difficult. But they call themselves as Christians. Right? So you need to understand. But I know for sure, people who have been sitting and listening our messages year after year, you are strong. You will not fall under any pressure. Amen. Right? So if you desire a life that shows strength and life of exploits, the Bible recommends 
one path that is having an experience with God having an experience with God knowing your God in a personal way so to know your God he reveals himself dimensionally every area he reveals himself part by part which means if you see God as God you cannot study him you cannot experience God you know let us turn to Exodus chapter 2 sorry Exodus chapter 6 verse 2 and 3 and God spoke to Moses and God spoke to Moses and said to him mm. I am the Lord I appeared to Abraham to Isaac and to Jacob as God Almighty as God Almighty God is speaking to Moses and he is telling that I appeared to Abraham Isaac and Jacob as God Almighty the name of God can you see that God Almighty and then what he continues but by my name mm. Lord I was not known to them but my name in KJV version it says Jehovah but my name Jehovah I was not known to him right Abraham Isaac and Jacob knows God by what name God Almighty but they did not God did not reveal himself as Jehovah what is Jehovah a personal God it's his personal name he did not reveal himself as Jehovah today we know that God has different names in what name God has revealed himself to you in which name that you have an experience with God see there are people who, who knows God as a Jehovah Rapha but the same person will not know God as the Jehovah Jireh do you understand what I'm telling right he will know that person will know God as Jehovah Rapha sickness so easy piece of cake that's it I know my Jehovah Rapha walks before me I can receive my healing but when it comes to Jehovah Jireh they fail because they have not they did not have an experience as the Jehovah Jireh you understand what I'm telling tonight every area God is going to manifest in your life you are not going to miss out on anything you are not going to miss out on anything God is speaking to Moses and he's telling I have revealed myself as the Lord Almighty to Abraham Isaac and Jacob but they did not know me as as Jehovah as the Lord today God should not come to you and tell my son my daughter you did not allow me to reveal myself, manifest myself as a Jehovah, El, sorry, as El Shaddai, as Jireh. You need to come to a place. I want to experience God in every area of my life. In every area. So he reveals which area. That is why, you know, you need to come to that place. You cannot come in a very shallow place and say that, oh, just an ankle deep water every week. Just come and sing three songs and uh, hear one message, put an offering and just go. You are not going to experience God. 
you're not going to experience God. You need to go deeper. God, you have to have the desire. God, it is not enough just ankle deep. It is not enough just knee deep or waist. I want to just go deeper, fully immersed and knowing the greater presence of God that manifests in my life. Right? God reveals himself to, to us in parts so that we can know him in a deeper way. So when you ask people, do you know he's a healer? They say, yes, I know. Do you know that he's a deliverer? Yes, I know. Do you know that he's a provider? Yes, I know. Do you know he's a God who saves? Yes, I know. But the next question, have you experienced him as a healer? Have you experienced him as a Jehovah Jireh who provides? Some may say yes. And many may say no. It's easy to blame God when a sickness is not healed. <laughs> when, a, when, a, uh, when a need is not met. You don't experience God as a Jehovah. You know, as God in His personal name. It's easy to blame God. It's not God's will to do it. Have you heard it? Right? There is nowhere in the Bible that tells that God does not heal. We believe when you know the name of God and when you experience Him as a healer, when you experience Him as a deliverer, as a provider, you will see Him manifest in your life. Hallelujah. Right? So you need to have an experience of knowing Him in a personal way. So if you do not know the difference of knowing God and knowing Him personally, we cannot be strong and we cannot do exploits. Amen? Right? People do not know the difference by knowing God and knowing Him personally. We cannot be strong and we cannot do exploits. So the there are four ways to know him as your God. Right? I'm just going to touch on a few things. Right? Number one, through scriptures. You can know your God in a personal way through scriptures. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 15. And that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures. From childhood you have known the holy scriptures. Okay, so you study the scriptures from childhood which are able to make you wise mm. for salvation through faith mm. which is in Christ Jesus. Amen. So you need to study the holy scriptures. We need to learn the holy scriptures every day so that you will know, you will understand. You will know him personally. You want to know the names of God. You want to know how he reveals himself. We need to come to a place and study the word every day. Number two, we know God by studying his names. His names. Say his names. Right, so don't don't be shallow. Just let's that's what I said. You know, you don't have to be like just God. That's all. You know. Alright, so to studying his name, right? When, when uh, Jesus was in this world and the disciples asked him how to pray, he, he taught them, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed means giving reverence to the name. If you want healing, you need to go and study about Rafa. 
If you want God to provide, you need to st- spend time. You have to sit down and study the name of Jehovah Jireh. What is your problem tonight? What is your struggle tonight? Don't just go God. No. Study. Take the names of Jesus. Why must there there must be so many different names? Jehovah Nisi, Shama, Shalom, you know, Setkenu. Lot of names that has been given. So if you have a particular problem in any area of your life, study the name of Jesus. Amen. Study the name of Jesus. Number three, by studying Jesus Himself. By studying Jesus Himself. Where can you study the character of Jesus? You know, when He was in this world, we can study this, that in these four Gospels. Am I right? Take and study what kind of a person was Jesus when He was in this world. He loved everyone. Amen. He loved everyone. Did He love the sinners? Yes, he loved everyone. He did not hate anyone. He forgave everyone. He healed everyone. He was not offended by anyone. Offense is the greatest thing that the the Christian circle goes through every time when you feel that you move forward. Every time you feel that you're going higher, offense comes. Am I right? Offense comes. You have to be very careful not to let offense strike you. Amen. That is an easy deception of the enemy. Easily the enemy can deceive a Christian by giving offense. Study the life of Jesus. Was he offended anywhere? The person whom Jesus was condemning was the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Why? Because these are self-righteous people. Self-righteous people. Besides them, Jesus loved everyone. You know, he he doesn't want to go near self-righteous people who says, I am holy. I am perfect. You are not. No. We should never be like that. Study the name of Jesus. Study the character of Jesus. Number four, learn through experience. Learn through experience. Job learned through experience. Right? How many of you remember when we explained about Job's character? Anyone? Right? Why did he pray like that? Why did he say like that? If you know, if you forgot, please go back and search for the uh, video which is talk, which we explained about Job. Because it is so easy for people to say, God gives and God takes. If you believe God gives and God takes away, that is what is going to happen to you. Just because Job said that God gives and God takes away. Are you happy that God, if God takes away anything from you? Are you happy sincerely? Just look at your heart and are you happy if God takes away anything from you? And if God takes something so beloved to you, so precious to you, And will you have the heart to go back to God again? Job 42, verse 5. I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes sees you. But now my eyes sees you. Job has not experienced God. He has not experienced God before. 
and when everything was gone job said god gives and he takes away but you know what in job 42 job repented of what he said job repented of what he said i have taught this before it looks like everybody has forgotten right job repented of what he said the bible tells us can can someone search that verse job repented and here he says that you know when you don't have an experience with god when you don't know who is my god he is a god who goes with an and a mighty hand and an outstretched arm before me and he's a god who fights my battle if you do not have that experience what happens here job says i have heard i have heard about this god but now i see who you are that is having an experience with god can you read that verse job 42 verse 6 job 42 verse 6 therefore i despise myself mm. and repent in dust and ashes job is telling i despise myself and repent dust and ashes and if you continue you know why he is repenting right he 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 says that now my eyes have seen i did not know i did not have an experience with god and because of that i said so many things but verse 6 says now i see you now i have an experience with the personal god and now i repent for what i have said and so is it right for us to come and say that god gives and god takes away you know people who do not know their god they will keep telling this but if you know who is your god he's a god who always gives hallelujah he's a god who always heals you he's a god who always loves you he's a god who always delivers you he's a god who always loves you amen so you will know who your god is so these are the four things through scriptures by studying his name by studying jesus and learning through experience hallelujah so today i'm going to just share with you who is this god who goes before you in every battle with a strong and a mighty hand amen right imagine yourself that there is somebody who is mighty who is strong is going before you but imagine a god who is strong and almighty with an outstretched arm who goes before you why should you fear why should you fear psalms 24 you know this psalms 24 is a discussion about ownership and dominion psalms 24 verse 1 the earth is the lord the earth is the lord and all its fullness and all his fullness okay there is a discussion okay in the discussion the final say is there is no more argument whose the earth is the lord's and all his fullness the world and those who dwell there the world and those who dwell therein right so this is the verse okay let us move to psalms 24 verse 7 lift up your heads mm. o you gates and be lifted up you everlasting doors and the king of glory shall come in and the king of glory shall come in 
Lift up your heads, all you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors. Gates and doors. Gates and doors, they are talking about spirits. Gates and doors are talking about spirits. We have learned about gates of hell shall not prevail, right? Gates and doors are talking about spirit. And this verse is being discussed at the resurrection of Jesus, right? So when somebody dies, what happens? The spirit leaves our body. Listen to me carefully. If not, you will lose me. Right? If someone dies, the spirit leaves the body and there is no way that the spirit can come back into the body. Okay? But if there is someone who has authority can call that spirit to come back, it can come back. You understand what I'm telling? What kind of power do you carry? Alright? If someone dies and the spirit leaves, you have the authority to call that spirit to come back into the body. But the question is, when the spirit leaves, it reaches heaven, the spirit doesn't want to come back. Many times this is the problem. It is not that, oh, I prayed for dead to rise up and they did not rise. I failed. No, you did not fail. That spirit did not want to come back. And here what happens when Jesus died and the spirit left and nobody was calling Jesus to come back, yet he was coming back and the doors and the gates are standing and asking, who is this king of glory? When nobody is calling him to come back, he is coming back. His spirit is coming back to resurrect. Who is this king of glory? Who is this king of glory? When nobody else was calling. When Lazarus died, Jesus went there and he called. But when Jesus died, no one in this world was calling him. But he was coming and that is why the gates and the doors which stops the spirit from entering into the world again is questioning who is this king of glory that is trying to come back again. Hallelujah. Do you understand what kind of a God we serve? Who is this king of glory? Verse 8. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord strong and mighty. Say strong and mighty. This is the God that goes before you. The gates of hell cannot prevail against him. Nobody can come back. But this God, strong and mighty, hallelujah, the Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord, mighty in battle. The Lord, mighty in battle, hallelujah. You know what? The gates are questioning. They don't allow anyone to enter unless someone is calling to come back. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. So whatever battles that comes against you, whatever struggles that goes against you, know that the king of glory who is strong and mighty and mighty in battle goes before you so that you cannot see a failure in your life. He goes before you to fight your battle. 
Because power belongs to Him. Say power belongs to Him. Jeremiah 32 verse 17. Power belongs to Him. Our Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and mm. outstretched arm. By your great power and an outstretched arm. There is nothing too hard for you. There is nothing too hard for you. There is nothing too hard for you. Can you look at your God and say, God, you who has great power and with an outstretched arm you go before me and there is nothing too hard for me. There is no sickness that is too hard for our God. There is no job that is too hard for our God. There is no death that is too hard for our God. There is no poverty that is too hard for our God. Nothing is too hard for you. Can you, can you just look at God and, and just can you say that God, how can I doubt you? How can I have confusion? How can I have fear when I know that the word of God says nothing is too hard for my God? That is your God. In Psalm 62, 11, it says that power belongs to God. You know, why, why I'm telling you all these things? You need to see who goes before you. A God who is mighty. A God who's with an outstretched arm, with power, He goes before you where power belongs to Him. And there is nothing too hard for our God. Nothing is hard. It's important for us to know God's power. When you know how the Lord strong and mighty, you will be able to believe God for anything in the faith adventure. Hallelujah. Can you put your hands together and give God a wonderful clap offering? You know, you will know when God strong almighty goes before me, I can believe anything in my faith walk. Last verse, Deuteronomy chapter 28. Sorry, 26. Verse 6 and six to 9. Read 6 to 7 first. But the Egyptians mistreated us, afflicted us, and laid hard bondage on us. Mm. Then we cried out to the Lord God of our fathers, and the Lord heard our voice and looked on our affliction and our labor and our oppression. Mm. Verse 8 and 9. So the Lord... So the Lord... Brought us out. Brought us out. Say, brought us out. Hmm. Of Egypt with a mighty hand. With a mighty hand. Can you see who goes before you? Right? A God with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. He brought you out of Egypt with great terror and with signs and wonders. With great terror and signs and wonders. He has brought us into this place and has given us this land flowing, land flowing with milk and honey. Hallelujah. With his mighty hands and an outstretched arm. He goes before you. He goes before you. Is there anything too hard for your God? 
Thank you for tuning in. We hope you received a fresh word from the Lord. God bless you.